I have come to the conclusion that sales reps and leaders have the same problem that most toddlers do, especially my 50, almost 60 pound furry toddler, our Irish doodle. She is convinced if there's food in the house, especially if a human has it in their hand, that it's hers. That not only should she take it, but she should devour it and consume it. And she doesn't care if that's a chocolate bar, a jerky stick, or a jalapeno. If you have it, she wants it. And if you have it and seem to be enjoying it, she definitely wants it. And she doesn't care how bad for her that is. Now you might be asking yourself, how in the world is that like a salesperson or a leader? And that's what I want to talk about today on Leading Leaders. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom. We've all encountered those sales reps and those leaders who feel like if there's a sale out there, I want it. If there's a product to be sold, I want to sell it. If there's a customer who's willing to pay good money for whatever, then I'm going to be willing to sell that whatever it is. I don't care about the moral values of it or the value that it has to society. I don't even care as long as there's profit in it. I don't care about anything else. If I can sell it and they will buy it, put it in my hands, I want to sell it. Now, there's another word for people who sell like that. They're called opportunists. They're really not concerned with a given industry or solving a particular problem. They know that if people are going to shell out good money to buy any kind of widget, they want to have that widget in their arsenal to sell. And I guess if you're driven only by the profit and only by the dollar signs, that's fine. If that's what drives you, rock on with it. But I know there are leaders who also have the same philosophy. If there are people who need to be led, then I will lead them. What they miss, though, is in the same way that a sales rep might say, well, that's not a product that I carry, but I'll get it. That's not a, a service line that we can provide good service for, but I will sell it to you anyway. A leader often wants to fill a need that a person has in an organization or that an individual has in their life. Think of the number of life coaches that you've run across who would say, I can help you with that, I can help you with that, I can help you with that, I can help you with that. And it's not necessarily their area of expertise. We wouldn't call them a subject matter expert when it comes to that thing, that service that you need. Now, there are a lot of people who will tell you, I have a fix for that, and it's kind of like that that sales pitch that you hear at the network marketing group when they say, well, so who's your product for? Oh, everybody needs what I offer. Look, if you sell water or you sell oxygen, there may be some truth to that because every human is going to have to have both water and oxygen. But whether or not they need to carry it around in a can with a mask on their face 24-7 or have a specific kind of water with a $5,000 machine that sits on the kitchen counter, now that's a whole other thing. Sure, everybody needs water and oxygen, but not everybody can afford to buy it that way. The other reality is there are a lot of leaders and life coaches, a lot of sales reps and product peddlers who feel like anybody with a need, I will find a way to meet the need. Uh, that philosophy is espoused in a lot of different coaching circles with the phrase that they put out there. In fact, there's a book. I have the book. It's called Yes Energy uh, by Laura Langmeyer. And her philosophy is really simple. If somebody needs it and they ask you for it, say yes, figure out how later. Just get the yes. Get the dollars rolling. Get the opportunity rolling. And once the opportunity is rolling, you may realize you can't fulfill the need, but you know someone who can. You maybe don't have the expertise they're looking for, but you know someone who does. 
Uh, that's a little different tactic, strategy, than is just saying, oh, I've got this, I'll do this. I know people who would say, I can provide whatever it is that you need. I connect people, I sell products, I'll connect you with whatever it is you need. And they're unwilling to admit there are some people you just don't want to deal with. See, the reality when it comes to leadership is there's a match or there's not a match. And if you're not willing to admit, I'm not a good fit for you. You may be over my head and as a leader, as a coach, I can only take you so far. Well, then, then you're going to find yourself in over your head trying to lead people that you're not qualified to lead leading people in a place where you don't have the experience to lead them. Now, from a purely coaching standpoint, and I learned this from uh, Christian Simpson, who was one of our coach trainers with the John Maxwell team 10 years ago when I joined. He made a really profound point when he said, understand I don't have to be an expert in everything that you're an expert in to coach you in those things because coaching specifically is a methodology that allows you to dig deeper into what you already know to find the places where you're hiding from yourself the next level of success now that's hard for some people to admit but good coaching causes you to ask questions that you wouldn't have asked yourself otherwise about things that you probably already know in fact when coaching came around not sports coaching specifically but coaching as a methodology came around mind science coaching was done by young people who never played the game of tennis and they helped the Olympic tennis team become a better tennis team. They asked them the questions that anybody who doesn't know anything about tennis might ask, but in answering those questions, the Olympic level, the world champion level players began to realize, I've let go of some of the basics. I'm skipping some of the parts that I already knew were essential and I just got lazy. Now that's a challenge for anybody and it's a challenge at any level. I don't care if you're the CEO or the CMO or the CIO or the brand new person in the mailroom. At every level, your job could be done better. When you stop learning, you start dying. So you've got to keep learning things. But you also need to learn this lesson that as a leader, there are going to be times that the client in front of you is not your client. It's not a good mesh. It's not a good click. What you have to offer is not what they need or the personality style that you bring to the table is not the one that's going to work for them. That's a hard thing to admit when you're a leader or a coach that I think I can lead anybody. Well, possibly, but there are going to be personality clashes that you just can't work with. How many people do you know have ever walked out of a job, left a good paying job because they couldn't get along with their boss? Well, leadership has the same problem. There's a time and a place for everything, and there's a time and a place that relationships just don't work. You don't communicate well together, you don't gel together, you don't share the same core values. A lot of what I do is one-on-one -on -one coaching. In that relationship, that one-on-one -on -one coaching requires that we have a pretty deep bond. We talk about some really deep stuff. When I do story power coaching, we talk about a lot of life problems, a lot of ancient relationships, a lot of emotional residue. Now, you might think, well, you're a speech coach, dude. How much seriously do you get into that? Well, the way that I teach people to speak better has a lot to do with the who that they are. I don't just write speeches. In fact, I, f I refuse to write speeches for other people. What I do is prepare that person to be a better speaker on the platform, someone worthy of hearing when they have a microphone in their hand. And that doesn't matter if that's on a podcast or an audience of 50,000 people. The kind of person that delivers a speech is more important than the speech they deliver. You'll never squeeze a pineapple hard enough to get ketchup out of it. 
But because those things are true, the amount of work that I do inside someone's emotional set, inside their belief system, inside their experiences is significant. That impact in the conversation means we've got to be able to bond. The hardest part of that sometimes is building that level of trust that says, I can trust you with my emotional well-being. I can trust you to ask deep personal questions that may cause me to have an emotional reaction and not take advantage of those things, but instead utilize that knowledge, that understanding of me to help me become better at what I do. Not every person you lead, not every person you coach is a good match for that. It's really easy to jump off into a, a deep well of someone else's emotional sense and they feel like when you're done you've been battering around inside of their heart and their head with a ball peen hammer, not actually bringing them any forward movement or success. There are a lot of people that just want to ask a lot of questions and some of it's morbid curiosity, some of it's a different kind of curiosity, but it's not necessarily the kind of curiosity that will answer the questions that will solve the problems in your life. If you're a leader and there are people in your life that you can see desperately need leadership, they need someone to put their foot down and go, hold up, that's a bad idea and let me tell you why. That's the kind of moment that you need to step back and ask yourself as a leader, am I the right leader to solve this problem for this person? Am I truly going to bring benefit to their life or am I just interjecting myself in a place where I feel like I've done some good but the benefit they're going to get is pretty minimal? If you're not willing to ask that question as a leader, then you're no different than the sales rep who says my product is for everyone or I don't care what product you need, let me know, I'll get my hands on it. You're an opportunist. If you're a leader or a salesperson and all you're looking for is the chance to close the deal, not necessarily to bring transformation, you're not a leader, you're not a successful salesperson, you're an opportunist. Sometimes those go well together, but most of the time they don't. As a leader, you need to know the difference. Are you a leader that people follow because the influence and transformation you bring about in, your li in their life? Or are you a leader because you're an aggressive salesperson who's willing to take on any project as long as there's a paycheck at the end? Distinguish the difference in your own life so that you can become the kind of leader that others pursue to follow. I'm Jay Lauren Norris with Leading Leaders Podcast for Tell All Like It Is TV. Have a blessed day. Subscribe now for our extensive video library of leadership lessons promoting faith, family, and freedom.